Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 88 for Tuesday, December 8th. I'm Alex Zui here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? Doing good. The Dodgers are still World Series champs. Still? Man. Still. Man, how long how long has it been? Uh we're we're here, we're back. Just the two of us today. We wanted to we want to touch base with, with all zero of our listeners and just, just see how y'all are doing. Hope you're <laughs> hope you're well, hope you're staying warm and safe this December. Uh you know, hope you're uh hope you're not traveling, but if you are, hope hope you're doing it safely. Um <laughs> this is a this is kind of a, a weird holiday season. At least for me. Is it for you too? Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a weird holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's just weird for us right now in general. Um, the last two weeks, we didn't record or upload anything. A combination of just not having enough that we felt <laughs> there was to talk about, that we that we had meaningful takes on, and and then also just you know it being Thanksgiving and and us being busy with other things, it, it happens, but. Uh, like ninety percent of it was that absolutely jack has happened in the uh, yeah that was most of it I, I shouldn't downplay that uh, I mean there's been there's been some things that have happened but especially compared you look at the NBA and some of the the action going on there yes uh, that off season is is one to behold compared to it's this one still exciting James Harden is not in Rockets camp yeah that this is some. This is some above our pay grade drama, right here. <laughs> we we only deal with baseball grade. drama, which honestly I can't can't even think of the the worst things that we deal with as baseball fans. Um, but yeah, there's there's some some questionable things that have happened over the last few weeks with not, you know, some surprising non tenders and some really strange trades just over the last day really from when we're recording this and uh we'll just we'll just chat a little bit about why everything's going so slow and you know try to try to gain a little clarity on what what's coming ahead for the new year for the new season so let's let's just do it let's start with the non-tenders because normally this is a really boring wave of of news there's a lot of news coming from every team that's that's uh, determining who they're not going to tender a contract to from their from their team, and the most notable ones, uh, to just to name a few, are guys like Kyle Schwarber from the Cubs, got non-tendered, pretty surprising. David Dahl from the Rockies, Eddie Rosario, from the Twins, Adam Duvall from the Braves. Detecting a pattern here, <laughs> with the types of players <laughs> that are getting non-tendered right now. Yeah, I mean. It's weird. The last couple years, really, like, I, I, there were some very interesting non-tenders last year that it inspired me to write an article about, about some of them. You know, Kevin Pillar, um, MVP, 10th place MVP vote last year, got non-tendered. Blake Trinan got non-tendered because he had an injury-prone year, came back, and he won World Series this year. Um, guys like Cesar Hernandez, a gold glover, Yomar Sanchez was non-tendered last year. And then you come to this year. We talked about it on a previous podcast. How is the how are baseball owners after we see what the NBA has done? How are baseball owners going to use the pandemic as an excuse? And they don't want to pay guys like Kyle Schwarber, David Dahl, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall. There were talks that the Cubs weren't going to tender contracts to 
Chris Bryant, Wilson Gutierrez, maybe, uh, which is insane to think about. So, yeah, very interesting um, guys that are now on the free agent market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these some of these names are more more shocking. Like, if you heard these names getting non-tendered a year or two ago in particular, you'd be like, there's not a chance. Why Why would any team do that? But so so much changes in such a short amount of time. And like you said, maybe maybe this this season um, just kind of kind of put the nail in the coffin for for some of these players. Not that they're they're still gonna play somewhere. They're they're perfectly good starting options. Guy. They're perfect. They're perfectly good starting options, and even Great even defense. more than that, pretty high pretty high upside, high potential players. Kyle Schwarber and David Dahl in particular were highly touted as they were coming up. Um, you know, Dahl in particular dealing with injuries, Schwarber just kind of trying to uh, trying to find his fit as a, as a player, but um, really talented like bat and plate discipline is a little bit surprising to see that one. Um, but let's. I, I kind of want to start with maybe the the least talked about one here is Adam Duvall, who just out of nowhere had a monster shortened season this past year um, <laughs> for the Braves, of course, because the Braves were just the best offensive team all around. He hit 16 homers and just 190 at-bats this season and only only had an 833 OPS to go with that. So the rest of the performance, not so great. Struck out a lot, hit a lot of homers. And maybe not so surprising that this was the case, but it's just kind of uh, kind of shocking to see because of uh, yeah. just what the season he's coming off of. The rest of these guys kind of had a down year. You can see it. Um, in normal circumstances, but but sixteen home runs and you're you're sent packing. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's you know been a solid contributor in terms of power over the last what is it two or three seasons. He had that kind of breakout with the Reds, got traded to the Braves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, had had two thirty home run seasons with the Reds before he was yeah. traded. Yeah, yeah, he's been you know very productive at the plate i mean you know all those home runs only only 830 ops is you know that means that he's not one of the best hitters in the league but you know certainly a guy who can hit your five five or six hole yeah um and i don't think he's a horrible defender so that was really surprising we'd heard kind of rumors about schwarber doll even rosario um but it seems like these are guys who you know would probably be trade candidates in a normal year mm-hmm hopefully that is the case and um but yeah no they these teams didn't want to tender them contracts that you know uh, who was any are any of these guys going to get paid more than 10 million dollars in in arbitration probably not yeah but you know you can see you can really take the other side of it and see a guy like adam duvall who had a really really strong short season and maybe in arbitration he get he gets really really highly favored just for that and you know reasonably you shouldn't judge adam duvall based on his production in a 60 game season yeah so that's that's the one side of it there and then the rest of these players really weren't weren't up to to par in 2020 it seems um like eddie rosario was actually fine and that that one might have been the most surprising one to me uh, just because of, I, I thought he was kind of a presence with that Twins team. I thought he, he was one of the uh, the spark plug, high energy types of players that they needed. 
but they really do have a lot of impressive outfield prospects uh, waiting in the wings that I guess they were getting impatient for and decided, you know, we, we have a lot of really good options. We don't have to uh, pay pay Eddie what he would yeah. be getting and I guess they, they, had, they had kicked around for trade partners the last mm-hmm. couple seasons, uh, apparently, and hadn't found anything to their liking. So uh, to those in the know, this non-tender was not was not surprising at all but certainly to casual baseball fans even you know fans of how much we pay attention to the game this was certainly uh, a little bit out of the blue mm-hmm. yeah and just the, those twins prospects on the way there's there's alex uh Kirilov who debuted in the postseason this year uh, in that short astros series that was kind of a a footnote there but he is one of their top prospects trevor i, I believe larnack is his name he is also kind of he skyrocketed through their their rankings and is looking pretty close to ready if not if not ready to go right now and then royce lewis who is one was he the number one overall pick for them uh he was yeah. he was yeah he's he's an outfield slash shortstop prospect they, they have they have options with where they want to play him but uh, he's also ready he's he's good to go so the twins really really trying to make some room there uh, and uh, well, well, let's let I'm gonna get through the last two two guys here first, and then we'll we'll discuss where we think a good landing spot for each of them is. Um, but David Dahl, with the Rockies, really highly touted and really uh, had a close eye on him just because of his batting profile playing in Coors Field. And I guess the Rockies realized that you know it, it, it's it's not coming together for him and. It's kind of dragged on a bit too long for for Dahl. Um, you know, not not old by any means. Um, was not. No, yeah, and I, I mean, it was you know relatively recently that he was touted as you know the next, you know, great thing to come out of the Rockies farm system in terms of a hitter. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think this one is a pretty clear cut. Just injuries really oh, yeah, hindered no, him, and yeah. basically been injured from the get go. And yeah, just the production just hasn't you know sprouted up in between those injuries to mm-hmm. give much hope yeah. for people you know you know rockies are getting impatient so yeah but a 26 year old outfielder right now entering entering the prime of his career too um, with with the upside that he has that's enticing to, it is especially a competitive team that can hopefully develop and keep him healthy it is and then you got kyle schwarber who we already talked about a bit but he didn't have an awesome season he he did some interesting things just with his profile and from a fantasy angle was was a player that a lot of people were looking at he at 188 he did not he did not do very well but some of the the batting ball data and some of the adjustments he was making were were things that people were taking a look at as a potential bounce back for for next year um coming off a 2019 season where he hit 38 homers uh was really really looking like a strong uh, power hitter and not an all or nothing power hitter has decent on base skills. Um, this past year, not so much when he hit 188, but walks <laughs> a lot uh, and is able to to kind of cushion that that low batting average. And yeah, yeah, he was he was highly touted coming up. He was he was looking like a a staple of that Cubs dynasty of that young core and he's yeah, gone he hit that home now. run onto the top 
like top of the scoreboard or whatever. Yeah, the Budweiser sign, iconic, iconic stuff. Like right from the get go when he was when he was coming up. Um, I I remember 2015 when he came up in the middle of the year, just tore it up right away, and basically made the decision for for the club to say I'm not going I'm not going back down. You got to keep me up here. You got to keep my bat in the lineup. Uh, he was just coming in as a as a replacement for somebody who was injured. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately he had that major leg major leg injury a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That kind of, you know, he's It was it was their World Series year. It was 2016. He missed the yeah. entire season. Oh, yeah. Came back for the playoffs. Came back for the World Series, didn't he? Yeah, big big stuff. Well, was it just the World Series or was it early in the playoffs? I can't remember, but he yeah, he played yeah. He got injured on the second game of the season that year. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the unfortunate thing with some of these cases you just look at these players and you're like this these yeah. these names the, the talent that was here what happened and it doesn't pan out for everybody it, it rarely no. does yeah um, and, and that then that injury too kind of lends itself into you know he came up as a catcher i believe right he did he did yeah so and he converted outfielder just not a great defender just because injury and you know he's a big guy mm-hmm. um and you know we'll, we'll talk about it later but that's you know in a world right now where we don't know which positions are going to be available to certain teams um he's a guy that's hard to, to keep on yeah still not a great defender but in all fairness like really did trim down changed his yes his physical profile a ton over these these past five years um because of all the recovery and and injury yes, issues the that defensive he's skill has not followed that <laughs> no unfortunately it it doesn't doesn't quite work that way but let's let's talk possible destinations for each of them uh before we move on so where do you think kyle schwarber might be playing his his 2021 baseball again that i mean he's he might be the hardest out of these guys to, to guess because of the issue of the of the dh because mm-hmm. i think he really falls in, into that profile even more so than say a marcelo zuna um i mean yeah it's it's, it's kind <laughs> stumped of him can... stumped him on the yeah. first one <laughs> I'm not, I'm not you could have just come up with something stuff. off the top of your head and seen if you could piece it together as you go that's oh, that's probably what i'm gonna do i'm right? I'm just gonna say that right now. I'm probably just gonna piece these together as I go. I I'm not prepared. <laughs> so, Kyle Schwarber, I I think one team that comes to mind is the Indians, who just have a have a habit of acquiring non-defensive-minded corner outfielders with big bats <laughs> because they don't really have enough offense to supplement that usually. Um, they do have Fran Mulreis still, who doesn't, you know, if you think Schwarber can't play the outfield, Fran Mulreis really isn't going to be, like, that's <laughs> that's not so much a question there. He would have to play outfield for an AL team, but I can see that that profile working pretty well. Yeah, uh, they, they did non-tender Tyler Naquin, so there is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of spot open on the roster. Yeah. Um, how about David Dahl? Is he, is he going away from cores forever? Yeah, I mean, I I, I can definitely see that happening. I mean, people talked about 
sometimes playing at elevation all the time keeps you injured all the time. We saw that with Carlos Gonzalez and Troy Tulisky. Troy Tulisky might actually be made out of glass. We're not sure. <laughs> but um, that's a tough place to play half your games. Um, I, I, I could I, honestly, you mentioned the Indians. I think he can slide into that outfield pretty well. So so basically the gist of this is we have four corner outfielders with pretty yeah. high upside bats. That's what the Indians need. So we're just going to say the Indians for all of them. I think that's yeah, the plan of that? attack here. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, no, we'll try to make it a little more interesting with the, the rest of them. We won't, we won't send everybody the Indians, although I'm sure they wouldn't <laughs> mind that. Um, Yeah, that's it's the same argument, really. And it's yeah. hard to think of of other teams in similar situations you you can look at the marlins and just always they always need they they're piece, they're constantly piecing a team together so the same kind of deal like the marlins and you could take any of these guys and i wouldn't be surprised at all um yeah I, the, the red Sox, you know are kicking tires on, on some guys you know they jackie Bradley jr's free agent maybe they have pilar play outfield yeah, and, it's possible. Or center, center all the time, team. and uh, and and stick for Dugo in in one corner. Mm-hmm. That's also possible. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll go with the the Marlins for Dahl. Why not? <laughs> uh, and then Eddie Rosario, who, like I said, was was a surprising one just because I, I thought he was a pretty central part of that that team just as a as a unit but he will be playing his 2021 baseball somewhere else most likely where where you think he's going this is interesting considering that they did just trade lance lynn but for some reason like i feel like he could fit well on the on the uh rangers hmm on the rangers how does their outfield shake out um, let me let me see actually, cause they uh, beyond Joey Gallo, and Willie Calhoun, it's... I don't really know what the Rangers outfield looks like. And Willie Calhoun is not a great defender. No, but he's he's there. He's uh, yeah. he's still pretty safely going to have a spot. I don't know that he that he should, but he he we will. He's a pretty high high upside prospect. Um, I believe they have. Um, Nick Solak is their other go-to outfielder right now. Oh yeah, so he's their center. Really certainly yeah. space for for a guy like Rosario in Texas. Uh, I I was thinking possibly possibly the Cubs. Maybe maybe they do a little shuffling around with their with their yeah. outfielders here. Um, they they also did non-tender Almora. So yeah, they the Cubs are lacking <laughs> outfield <laughs> outfielders right now. At the, at the moment but it's because they know they can get somebody at least as good as those guys for much cheaper is is the reason but they they need somebody to play so why not why not eddie rosario um yeah you might have I mean, you might have the javier bias the javier bias connection is one of the reasons why i said that as well um you know they i think i believe they're like they're tight on the on the the puerto rico uh international yeah. stage and could be a lot of a very high energy team you know you're basically yeah. doubling doubling your javier baez output um energy wise uh if you do that 
and might might even include multipliers because um, they have played together in, <laughs> in that realm. So uh, I, I like that one. Yeah, that would be fun to see. And then yeah. Adam Duvall, I don't I don't know if he'll start anywhere. <laughs> Honestly, the rest no. of these guys could reasonably cool. start for for teams. I don't know if Duvall will. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of somewhere that has a spot, but I mean, the, all the teams you kind of touched on. I mean, the White Sox decide he's a guy, but then again, they they just have they have him and Eloy. They have too many defensive liabilities already. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I can see a team like like Seattle maybe because they have a lot of young young outfielders yeah. and maybe just having having a stable veteran out there to kind of just fill fill the gaps until till everybody's ready to go like Mitch Haniger hopefully will be coming back as well for that outfield but you never know coming back from an injury I, like I totally forgot that he was a thing yeah <laughs> but I, I'm telling you the Seattle Mariners are gonna have like the best outfield in baseball in in a year or two with with the guy Kyle Lewis is gonna be a star. Kyle Lewis, really, really solid rookie year. Actually really solid month and then a rookie terrible the year. And then a terrible month. So I actually don't really don't know what they're getting with him, but overall is a really talented player. He's gonna get plenty of cracks at it. I mean defensively he's gonna be there, so he's gonna be in the lineup. Yeah. Uh D- Dylan Moore last year kinda of broke out as he's kind of a utility player really, but plays yeah. plays outfield as well. And um, you know, beyond that, they have some guys in their pipeline that are going to need spots um, very, very shortly. I'm. Why am I blanking on? On one? Of, do you do you know who I'm talking about? One of the top prospects um, in baseball. Help me, save me. I. Oh wait, quick fingers. Ah. <laughs> This is what we get. Oh, uh, Kelnick, Jared, Jared Kelnick. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. F- the fleecing of uh, the Mets is still ongoing. Yes, he's there. Taylor Trammell, who they just got from the Padres too, is actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Taylor there Trammell. as well, and also um, Julio Rodriguez, who might be like a top five prospect as soon as next year's uh, prospect rankings as well. But he's he's a little younger. So yeah, bridge yeah. the gap with Duval was the point there. I didn't mean to go on like a a Mariners fan. I'll agree with that rant there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so let's just start. there's a few other trades that happened. We'll, we'll talk about those. Uh, yeah. There's not much to talk about really. Uh, the Dodgers picked up Corey Kniebel, and I I believe he was going to be non-tendered. Is that right? Yeah. But... He was, well, he was initially announced as non-tendered, and then like. Five minutes after the deadline, the Dodgers announced that they traded for him for cash or a player to be named later. So and there you go. Uh, and then tendered him a contract. That's so. the Dodgers' mo: take the take the relievers with a lot of injury questions and just hope they can can lay it all on the line for him. Yeah, I mean he's been very he and with Canable, it's not that injuries are the only issue. It's not injuries and oh, he is he has been very good. Canable's been amazing the last two three years when he's been healthy mm-hmm. so yeah reloading a bullpen that you know trident's a free agent you don't we kind of assume that he's going to go try and be somebody's closer um and then you have pedro Baez, who's a free agent 
Uh, so you know, kind of restocking that bullpen, and then it's what they yeah, do. So it's their so, it's their mo. Yeah, reload. Yeah, the Angels doing something a little different. They also traded for <laughs> a an NL Central reliever. They traded for Rysel Iglesias from the Reds, and also a few weeks ago traded for Jose Iglesias from the Orioles. So in the span of two weeks, they traded for. The only two players named Iglesias to ever play Major League Baseball, which is kind of mind blowing. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, yeah. if you if you ask me to think of another baseball player with the last name Iglesias, I obviously couldn't because there isn't one. But I would have thought there could have been. There would there likely would have been at some point in the past. It's not an yeah, uncommon last name. So a common enough last name to ever have been a baseball player before what twenty. 20- 13 when jose iglesias debuted something yeah like yeah so the angels got him now <laughs> they have a monopoly if you want yeah, one they have a monopoly the iglesias yeah, run through the angels I, I don't know what perry Manazian is trying to do with these with having guys last name iglesias mm-hmm. if he signs ryan church to be a, a coach then we have issues <laughs> then they're then um yeah, something is going on with the last names but iglesias yeah, iglesias I mean, iglesia means church and in Espanol, yes. see that in, in case in Spanish case nobody in case nobody uh, picked up on that one. This so, is better than online learning. Yeah, learn learn here. Don't listen to your lectures. Learn Spanish with beat the shift baseball. Um, Comprendes. <laughs> I like the, I like the Iglesias. I like the Iglesias move. You like the Iglesias um, move? I like the Iglesias move. I, yeah, I actually I like, I like I like the Iglesias moves. The, the, both of them because jose yeah. is a is a much cheaper andrelton simmons essentially still okay defense not quite as good as he was back when he was um no and and, and i up. think the offensive i would call him outbursts you know he's not necessarily the best no this this past season was maybe the the biggest eyebrow raiser uh if you're not careful they might get stuck up there he he had a really really strong season that came out of nowhere it was the one bright spot um not the one bright spot but one of the only bright spots in an otherwise miserable orioles year and it, 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 he was the reason it actually wasn't as miserable as it could have been he he was a big they, part they of that they were in the playoff talks like halfway through the yeah year. i know but still come on <laughs> but yeah the reason they were surprising for as long as they were is because of this guy who just out of nowhere decided he hit 17 doubles last year in in that short amount of time uh if if you're wondering the previous year he hit 21 in a full 146 game season <laughs> and had a 956 956 ops 400 on base percentage well he hit 373 so that that's a big reason for that and then 556 lugging he was hitting the ball and hitting it for extra bases um, still doesn't walk at all, so I really don't see him as anything more than just a a, a stopgap until the Angels can find a shortstop young young prospect of their own to uh, cultivate and and make their own. But hey, it's something. It's you know there was talks about David Fletcher moving over there and them going after a second baseman, but you know this works too. They they were able to do that. I kind of like it. Yeah, and then on the on the second move that happened uh, earlier today, I you know they need bullpen help. 
the bullpen's not good. Oh, they always need help. They they acquire as many pitchers as you possibly can, please. They yeah. That so that they one acquired... doesn't even need analysis. <laughs> yeah, they acquired a they acquired a better pitcher than the one they gave up for him. So yep, presumably, we'll see we'll see how that shakes out. <laughs> the Angels have their ways. Um, also, I I know the Angels obviously it was no it was no Trey Turner trade, but uh yeah, this one might have been a little more attainable than a than a blockbuster like like I pre- like I projected. So <laughs> uh, there's that as well. One other trade, uh, White Sox traded for Lance Lynn. He was one of the biggest pitchers on the trade market. They gave up Dane Dunning for him. Dane Dunning was one of the better young pitchers, rookie pitchers, last year in this shortened season. So, you know, I kind of see this as he, he was a middle-of-the-road middle, middle of the road t- prospect in terms of, um, of pedigree, but pitched really well in his first stint and just the the full season line was enticing enough for for them to go after a really solid high volume pitcher which yeah. you can't fault them for that really no yeah dunning he's 25 so he's you know he's a guy who's not super super young so it's you know yeah I, college I think... college pitcher yeah, I think a good trade. I have number five prospect in your system. I I mean I don't have his whole stats in front of me, but he did post a three ninety seven ERA with a three nine nine FIP. So, you know, pretty close to a four in both metrics. So that's not the greatest over thirty four innings, but then again, yeah, I'm sure he has a lot of very good numbers otherwise. And the other guy was Avery Weems. He um he had a he's a lefty drafted in 2019 he's 23 he's a college guy mm-hmm. 209 era 1.04 whip over 16 to third innings in rookie ball in 2019 didn't pitch this year due to pandemic shutting basically all the minor leagues down but um yeah kind of get that get a veteran into that another veteran uh into that white Sox rotation with keiko there as well yeah but just really kind of shoring it up uh i i, I like to move for the, for the white Sox. Yeah, I I do too overall. Dane Dunning is he has a lot of really promising um stuff. His breaking ball in particular is is really good. Uh you know, in the in the short stint was a strikeout printing guy and decently low whip. That's hard to come by. That's hard to come by. So that's that's pretty much the the whole breakdown of that trade. Uh we're going to wrap up pretty soon here. Uh, just before we do, I just want to get your thoughts on there was there was some talk, some chatter lately, going on about um, Major League Baseball telling teams not to anticipate the National League having the DH next year. But it's it's not so much an update as it is just setting setting a poss- possible expectation so things can possibly get moving. A lot of teams are waiting on on an, on a more clear direction of the the rules for this upcoming season and and how everything will be handled with the pandemic still going full force that that is one of the biggest things is the dh and we talked about it with schwarber and these other guys uh, earlier on where where do you think it will go from here do do you think this is this nldh thing is 
gonna stay, or do you think they're gonna they're gonna double back on it for this year, and then revisit it for the for the CBA? Uh, I I honestly have no idea because uh, there were headlines, you know, probably about a month ago that MLB was basically bartering the DH rule with the extra inning rule. Um, so saying like you know if you don't want to keep the DH, keep the extra inning rule, or like, you know it was they were making the player association choose one way or the other. So that threw, uh, you know, despite you know recent things from MLB saying don't anticipate it that still throws that that seed of doubt like hey no they're you know i think people would rather have it a nationally dh than that that stupid extra inning rule and so it's really hard to assess the makeup of your team especially in a national league um well i guess only nationally al you know what you have you're gonna have a dh next year but in the national league it's really hard to assess the makeup of your team if you if you're not a hundred percent certain on what positions you need to fill next year, mm-hmm. right? And we we've talked about it in past off seasons, even National League teams acquiring players with a with the understanding that like we we're preparing for an eventuality where we have an NLDH and we will we will be prepared for it. And like we're constructing our team this way, we fully believe that this is going to happen in the next few years. And that's just kind of the 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 expectation for some people already within the game. I want to see it. I know we differ here, but especially because I think it'd just be weird to f- switch back for one for one more year of it, because I'm fairly fairly sure that it will be implemented in the next CBA renegotiation. So just just for the sake of not flip flopping it, just back for I, one I, more year and I screwing and screwing a lot of players that. this this off season. Um, I agree with you yeah. on that point of, you know, next offseason was probably yeah. going to reach the eventuality. Personal of, preference of aside, I, I think it would just be yeah. much worse for I, the players. Yeah, no, I, they, I, they I agree with back. the point of just consistency. Like, okay, the the time for it came earlier than we all anticipated, and you might as well just stick with it. You know, teams um, adjusted for it last year, not necessarily with their, with their moves, but, you know, they, you know, constructed their their day-to-day lineups differently they you know they fit guys into into different roles because of the dh last year Mm -hmm. so yeah um i i again personal preference aside just just give me one way or the other (laughs) if if i'm a player like a schwarber uh like any of these guys you know we talked about a jock peterson as well just you want to know if you have more options to 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 play somewhere. Not saying you're shutting out all annual teams because you want to go be a DH, but you might lose money from from national teams that don't want you there because you're not a great defender. But if you can fill mm-hmm. a role that they don't have, then you, you might get more money from more teams. So it's it's frustrating on, on all fronts that MLB can't set their rules for next season before they need to have uh you know people signing for the next job mm-hmm. yeah is, is not an insignificant decision at all and it and that, that is why things have been so slow and meticulous the winter meetings are going on right now we have seen a couple of these these trades happening um even just i I believe today was the first day or two days ago was the first day either way it's it's still going on 
And oh, it was uh, Sunday. I believe they they were they always heard themselves. Yeah, so we're about we're about halfway through the winter meetings. We'll see if more stuff happens. Um, ha Sung Kim has been uh, posted as well, as, along with um, Sugano from Japan, um, Kim from Korea, Su- uh, Sugano from Japan. Yeah, okay. Uh, names names are hard for me right now. <laughs> it, is, it is hard to do it. But those are some other interesting things that'll likely be handled within the week. Uh, so we'll talk about those in the future. And yeah, just we're just hanging in there. We're 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 here in the dead of dead of uh, Major League Baseball winter. You know, football's keeping everybody happy, and the the NBA starting Christmas this year. So a yeah. lot of attention will be there. Very little on baseball for for now, and we will honestly probably be using that time to. To come up with some some fresh ideas for what we want to do with the in the new year and in this upcoming season, and we'll be we'll be ramping up and, and raring to go again, just as a little update uh, on where we are there. So yeah, that's gonna do it for today. Thanks everybody for joining us. If you enjoyed, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, it really does help and. Just let us know if you're listening too. Like we don't, we don't know. We have no listeners as far as we know. So go ahead and uh, let us know at Beat the Shift BP on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we want to connect with you. Also check out our website, BeattheShiftBaseball.com. It's where our, all our podcasts are, articles, everything else. So yeah, that's it. Thank you, everybody. One last time, as always, Ray. Peace. <laughs>